Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhina istafa Khususan ala sayyidir rusuli wa khatamil anbiya wa ala alihi al-askiya wa ashabihi al-atqiya amma ba'd Through the journey of life there are many people you will meet many possessions you'll acquire and as life moves on, you begin to see that each person and each thing that's a part of your life has a different value. Some bear minimum benefit, and then after that, they're just a burden. While others continue to give to some degree. As you move along in life, you tend to reflect over your past more and more. It's an aspect of maturity, that you move forward and you think of the past, and you ask yourself, how could I have done this better? What could I have done at this junction? What could I have done there? And one thing that becomes more and more clear is that the greatest value, the greatest blessing in your life without any doubt at all is the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave your heart the ability to love Him and to believe in Him. There is no blessing greater than La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. If a person has everything in the world, every luxury you can think of. But they leave this world without Iman, without the love of Allah. The emptiness that person would feel as Malakul Mawt stands a few feet away from this person. The terror and fear that individual would experience is beyond any words. But on the other hand, when a person may have stumbled and struggled a little through life, had some rough patches, but as they're leaving this dunya and the malaika are surrounding this individual with bouquets and are there to receive this person with open arms, the joy this person will experience again is beyond any words. The blessing of iman is the greatest blessing of all. And if you're asking yourself, why should I even bother on treading this path to Allah? It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given you the most important thing. He's given you iman. There are people in this world who will live and die and they will not have one second of their time in this dunya where they had affection and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there are people like us who when we reflect over the reality of things, we don't see why Allah has been so kind to us, yet we are showered in His mercy. It doesn't add up. This relationship doesn't make too much sense because relationships are two-way. You give, you take, you give, you take. But in this relationship, we haven't given anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and neither can we ever give anything, give anything to Allah azza wa jal. Yet He continues to give. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Shura. Allahu yajtabi ilayhi man yasha. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selects for Himself whoever He wills. وَيَهْدِي إِلَيْهِ مَنْ يُنِيبِ and he guides to him those who turn, those who are repentant, those who are humble and soft and who are willing to go back. He guides them back to him. 
Someone may ask, what's the benefit in this relationship? Well, the benefit is that not only will your life in this dunya change, your perspective change, not only will your worldly life become enlightened, but the life of the hereafter, everything that's there will be open to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ رَبَّهُمْ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ زُمَرًا that group people will come in groups and troves, those who are conscious of Allah and committed themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hatta idha ja'uha, and when they come to paradise, because these people will be brought to Jannah, well they will, when they will stand in front of, a, in front of Jannah, abuabuha, the doors of Jannah will be open for them. Khazanatuha, and the gatekeepers of Jannah will say, Salamun alaykum tibtum. Peace be with you. You've done well, you were pure, you did it right. Enter into Jannah eternally. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Man amila saliham min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'min, fala nuhyiyannahu hayatun tayyiba. Whoever does good deeds, male or female, gender is irrelevant here. Min dhakarin aw untha. What does matter though is wa huwa mu'min that you believe in Allah, that you're loyal to Allah. That no matter how much noise there is in your life and how many distractions come, you fit everything within the parameters of your loyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm willing to play basketball with my friends, but it has to be within those parameters. If anyone or any moment of this game of ours violates my, dutiness, my dutifulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I'm willing to work and provide for my family and be a part of your corporation, but you have to realize that if you ask me to compromise my relationship with Allah, I'm out. Because that's where my loyalty is. People who make this decision, and it's a hard one, Allah promises them, We will give them a life of peace and tranquility. Right? And having Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what it means. What it means is that life continues. You continue to face similar challenges and you have similar problems that everyone else has. But what's different, what's different for those who commit themselves to Allah and those hearts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enlightens is that walking on that difficult path is not difficult for them. It's easy for them because they have purpose. They know why they're doing it. They know the one that has put, him, put them there. They understand that the one that has put them in that situation is compassionate and he is loving. And all of these realities put together give you what we call tawakkul. Something we'll discuss later on in Ramadan, inshaAllah. Reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when it comes with this, with this foundation, tawakkul is actually wholesome, it's real. And it's the energy that you need to get through any challenge in life. Like any relationship, if you want it to grow, if you want to continue to benefit from it, you have to invest in it. There's hard work that goes into it. And the same goes with building a meaningful relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reality is that these lectures and talks that we have are only to create perspective. But the hard work isn't done while listening to these lectures. The hard work is done when you're done listening. The hard work starts when the akhirah da'wana is said at the end of the lecture that are you willing to do something about it? Because thoughts themselves don't change people or the world. Goodwill itself isn't enough, it's the beginning of the journey. In order for work to happen, you can't just think of eating healthy, you have to actually eat healthy. 
You can't just think of going to the gym. You actually have to go to the gym. And you got to go every day. And you got to lift that iron every day. And you got to feel the burn and feel the pain and go back anyway. And stretch it out and have your protein, creatine, whatever it is that you're dosing your body with. And go back into it again. It has to happen. The hard work. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. He says, those who are willing to sacrifice jahadufina for our cause, who are willing to let go of their comfort and invest in this relationship. Because when you sacrifice for the sake of Allah, you are humbling yourself and you're proving that your words are not just words. Because today's spirituality, at least in the Western world, has boiled down to lectures. When I look back home, when I look at Muslims who lived across the world and continue to live there, their spirituality wasn't so much in lectures, it was in actions. You came to the masjid before the adhan, half of the masjid was full. They believed in it. When adhan was called, people closed their stores, they walked to the masjid. They proved it through their actions. Old women in the community didn't know a lick of Arabic, but they would sit with their dua book and read through it with their broken Arabic because they believed in action. And maybe it's their hard work and their unrelenting belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their reliance on Allah that has landed us where we are. And now this generation somehow believes that spirituality comes through intellectual stimulation. That's not how it comes. It comes through actions. Knowledge is the fuel that you need, but the fuel itself will not get you to your destination. You're going to have to rev that engine. And that's going to require you to get in your vehicle, focus, and start driving. That those who sacrifice for our cause and who are willing to struggle, we will guide them. And as for those that aren't willing to struggle, those thoughts are good. Hold on to them. But you have to realize you're not in the race yet. In order for you to excel and move forward, there will be a need for actions. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Maryam, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَيَجَعَلُوا لَهُمُ الرَّحْمَانُ وُدَّى that indeed those people who do good deeds and believe in Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless them with genuine love. Say, Allah will give them love. You could be young, by the way. I've seen young people who are in their teenage years and they've really gone through enlightenment. Like their perspective is so much more clear than people that you've seen that lived 60, 70, 80 years in the world. You have to put hard work into this. I want to share one riwayah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The hadith is narrated by Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man aadali waliyan faqad aadantuhu bil harb. That whoever takes one of my friends as an enemy, I announce war to that individual. If you ask that, what's the benefit of having this relationship with Allah? What's this benefit of loving Allah? Well, the benefit is that once you're one of Allah's, Allah's got your back. Anyone intend ill towards you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them to account. They call this hadith, hadith al-wali. If people in a group could be loyal to one another, if team members in basketball can be loyal to one another, you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will abandon his own? No. You mess with one of my friends, and I will announce war against you. And this is a reminder that when you deal with any Muslim specifically, you should be very mindful because you don't know what relationship this individual has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's their position with Allah? 
Be careful with your tongue unleashing it against another human being because you don't want to become subject of the statement. And there is not a thing that a person can do that will draw them closer to me, that will bring them no closer and nearer to me than fulfilling their obligations. Your salah, your salm, your zakat, your hajj. That when you do those things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings you in. That term obligation is honestly off-putting for many of us because we think of the legal ramifications of missing it. While in reality, when we say obligation, what it actually means is that in terms of things that are a priority to build your relationship with Allah, this is number one. It's actually the top tier of the secrets that allow a person to go close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet says, and then after the fara'i, the person does the nafils like we're doing here. And they fast nafil, and they give sadaqah nafil, and they go for umrah nafil, and they keep doing nafil, nafil, voluntary acts. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hatta uhibbahu, until I love that person. It's not just the action that takes a person to the love of Allah, it's that action and sincerity when combined together that offer a pure offering to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I love that person then. And then when I love that person, I become the hearing with which he hears, the sight with which he sees, the hand with which he touches, the feet with which he walks. And what that means is that you now have a divine perspective. Everything makes sense. You're not inclined or you don't desire haram anymore. You don't want to be around filth and impurity anymore because you now understand what it means to love Allah. And if that means to burn the world away, then let it be. Let everyone go away. Let everything go. You have to let it go. Open your heart up and tell everything that you've ever loved that it's time for you to walk out and leave. I'm only willing to commit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because then your life becomes one that has true divine perspective. The Prophet says that Allah says, that if he asks me, I will give him. If he seeks protection from me, I will grant him that protection. And there is not a thing that I am hesitant in this is Allah speaking. There is not a thing that I am hesitant in than the hesitancy I have when it comes to extracting the soul of my friend. He dislikes death and I dislike hurting him however death is necessary. That Allah is loyal to his friends. But even as death comes to those that are friends of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitates the most difficult moment for them too. The malaika are in this person's presence. That person can see their abode in Jannah as they're lying there. And the angel of death is commanded and instructed by Allah, gentleness. It is necessary that you are gentle with the friend of Allah. And the narrations describe the extraction of this person's soul just like a strand of hair is picked out of dough. Very softly. There's no disturbance. Very swiftly as opposed to the soul that is wretched, that their soul is extracted kind of like a fabric, a silky fabric is from a pile of thorns ripped up and torn. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Amen. And may He make us from His awliya Amen. and inspire us with actions that are beloved to Him. Amen. Allow us to sacrifice for this relationship. Let its message reach the core of our heart and let us live every day of our life earning and yearning for His love. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Muhammad.